Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome home, family. I want to take a moment with our PSAs, which are public service announcements. If you're new or old to the family, we would love for you to subscribe to our channel in whatever music device that you are listening on. Yes, we know there's no subscription button on our website if you're listening from there, but you can subscribe to our newsletter where we provide updates to our wonderful show. Also, please leave us a good review. When you do this, we can reach more people with this wonderful message. And we can do this because you posted a review. A little goes a long way. Okay, our public announcement number two. Why do we do what we do? I shared numerously throughout this podcast series about my own healing journey from trauma. As I healed, I not only learned a lot about myself, but about God as well. As I gained clarity about my behavior and my journey, I began to notice how others were doing on their journey. I must admit, as I searched for my support, I began to notice a common thread. As women, or just as people, it is easy for us to not take care of ourselves emotionally, physically, and mentally. Why is this the case? Well, we are doing it all. We are the firefighters, the doctors, the counselors, the love reservoir, and everything else to those around us. When we are done, it is hard, and I mean hard, to have the energy to address our own needs. Thus, that's why we are here. We want to provide resources that allow you to address your own needs in a digestible fashion. We want you to know that you are worthy, loved, cherished, and valued. Not only are you these things, but we want to inspire you as you achieve the personal growth that you always desired. Yes, these are our two wonderful, well, two and a half, if you want to count the review, public service announcements. Thank you for listening to our public service announcements. And now, back to the show.
Let's dive into this week's episode. How are you handling your fears? I know during this pandemic, you probably have been plagued with many. But let's get more specific. Have you witnessed someone's demise or experienced chaos which led you to stop trusting God? Or maybe, which this is a harsh maybe, maybe it's you. You messed up with something to the point that you stopped trusting God. You thought to yourself, I can no longer go to God because he does not want to be in relationship with me. I am a hot mess. In our very first podcast series, Moving Beyond Emotional Hurt, we reviewed four ways we respond when we are hurt. The four are shutting down, self-doubt, hurting those who hurt us, and pushing others away. These are the most common responses we have when we deal with the hurt. I would like to add, though, that when we are dealing with fears, we can easily respond in the same manner. If the fear is so powerful, we shut down. We become paralyzed and are not able to move forward. Or the fear forces us to doubt everything, especially our ability to move beyond the situation. Sometimes in fear, we lash out and we hurt those who we think are attacking us. Lastly, due to fear, we start pushing people away. Why? This fear may make us think that everyone is out against us or no one can truly understand or support me. Thus, I'm going to stay as far away from them as possible. Fear, along with emotional hurt, creates a lifestyle where we're not living the vibrant life that we desire. In actuality, we get trapped by it. But not only are we trapped by it, it also alters our perception of God. You know how I like to ask questions. Here's a question for you. How do you think God responds when he is hurt by our actions? I'll give you a moment to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I heard that one before. Mm-hmm. I can see that totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. And you know what? Some of the most common elements that we think about God when we know he's hurt by our actions, most of us, we revert to that understanding that 
God will punish us or discipline us for our actions. We may see him as, now I told you to quit doing this. And we may see him pointing a finger and saying, I'm going to banish you from this place. I ain't going to look at you no more again. You're going to feel my wrath. You deserve every punishment that you go get. Mm-hmm. Or we may think, God, he doesn't want to hear from me. I am such a wretch and a sinner. He is too holy. And uh, we all know I'm nowhere near holy. Therefore, I need to get my act together before God will even listen to me. So you go down that path. You try to get your act together, but you keep failing. How about even in the pandemic? In our previous podcast episodes, 20 and 22 of this series, we spoke to a professional counselor, Bev. And she talked about how in this season of this pandemic, most of us have reverted back to old behaviors of pornography, overeating, addictions, all because we are seeking comfort and we're trying to understand, but we're understanding in the wrong things. Can I just say, dang, being human. But I want to go back a little bit. Yes, God does not want us to hurt ourselves. And he definitely doesn't want us to do sinful things. And yes, he does discipline us. But while he is disciplining, he is also healing, loving, and caring for us. The prophet Hosea speaks about this in Hosea 11. Hosea reveals God loving and calling for his people. Instead of running to God, the people ran in the complete opposite direction. I'm going to give you a visual. I'm going to give you a picture of this. It's just like you're watching the race. I don't know how you guys are, but I do love me the Summer Olympics when they're doing their track and field. I love the track and field. And in any race, at the finish line, the top runners win a prize. Now, not all of them win the medal, especially in Olympics. You know, you want that gold. Not everybody gets that gold. But their prize is knowing that they completed the race. People in the stands, they watch with great excitement. They cheering on their best runner or their best sportsman. But what about this? You're in the stands, you spent your good money, you at the Olympics, you excited, you got your little banner. And while you are up there with your banner, your best runner, they starting to run. And then all of a sudden, while they were running, the person stops, turns around and runs in the complete opposite direction. While you're watching, you're like, what in the world? You you look on in confusion and concern. Those on the opposing teams, now they probably start laughing at the runner. And 
I can picture this now on social media. Could you imagine they having like a little blip with a person running? And they're probably like, hey, you guys, we have something funny for you. The runner is running in the opposite direction. That very, that video will go viral. You know it would. So many people be laughing, pointing finger, all those things at the runner. Why? Because he went in the opposite direction. But I'll tell you this. We are actually that runner. Instead of running towards God, we run in the complete opposite direction. Unlike the people who are laughing, God is the person who is looking at us in concern and confusion. He's like, wait, do they not know if they run to me? that I will give them an incredible prize? Yes, the race might be long and hard, but if they keep their heads up and continue to look at me, they will finish the race. In fact, while they were training for the race, I was their trainer. I taught them how to pump their arms. I taught them about pace. I took them by the arm and gave them what they needed to win the race. Not only did God do this, but in his training, he healed every element. I meant to say ailment. Trust, tough word, tough word, ailment. He healed every ailment. And that's Hosea 11.3. When we sprained our ankle or had muscle pains, it was God healing us so that we could complete the race. Hosea 11.4 provides more detail to this relationship with God. That God leads us with the bonds of love. He removes our barriers and comes to us to provide our needs. God is at the finish line waiting for us as the trainer. And just like the person in the stand, here is God looking at us in confusion. Why? We are running in the opposite direction. After the race, what do you think the trainer will do? Let's think about examples of some parents with their kids in sports. And you know what? It don't actually have to be sports. It can be parents with kids who really want them to achieve and do a lot of great things. It could be playing an instrument. It could be homework. Just parents wanting their kids to succeed. But what happens with those overly devoted parents? They began to yell at their kids when they're not successful. When the kids drop the ball or stops playing hard, the yelling comes, the resentment comes. And you know what? We've seen these people. We've heard these stories. But that's not God. In Hosea 11, 9 through 10, Hosea describes God wanting to save the runner. 
to get us on the right path again. Yes, he is going to address our behavior. He doesn't want us always running in the opposite direction. He doesn't want us all tangled up in things that hurt and, and destroy us. So yes, he is going to address the behavior. But while he's doing that, he's reminding us that he is with us still in the journey. He also let us know that he can easily hold this incident over our heads and reap more discipline on us. Like those parents who are yelling at their kids. I've heard numerously how kids, when they get older, they say that they always felt like they weren't good enough. They couldn't measure up to their parent. The parent was always harsh and kept adding these lists of things. They always knew that no matter what, they wouldn't meet the parent's understanding of idealisms of who they should be. And then you meet this person as an adult and they're just all over the place. But in Hosea 11, 9 10, God, he says, hey, yeah, I'm going to discipline you, but I'm not going to completely consume you forever in my anger. I'm, I'm not going to be that earthly father where you always have this stuff holding over your head. Instead, he holds back. He said, I'm not going to destroy you over and over again because you decided to run the other way. He says, mm -mm. again, I am not like your earthly fathers. But dog on it, I want you to run towards me and finish the race. As we continue through this pandemic in life, we have our own lanes that represent our journeys. In our lane, our fears and our decisions want to lead us in the opposite direction of God's finish line. As you're on your journey, remember that God is your trainer. He will teach you all that you need to win the race. He will also provide for your every need. He will heal you on the journey. Yes, he will become frustrated, confused, and concerned when you run away from him. And the frustration is valid because he's been training you. So he knows what you are capable of. He knows what you can get through. He's the one who taught you how to pump your arms and keep your pace, keep on running. So he knows that you have it within you to complete your journey. But I'll tell you what, though. When you disregard his training and do whatever you want, rather than implementing his principles, implementing the principles that he provided so you can win the ways, it's not a good thing. But in that, the call is don't disregard his training. Do implement the principles. But as you're on this journey, remember that God is not like us. 
He wants to remain your trainer, even when you mess up. But we have to get back in our lane. Lift our heads, look intently into his eyes, and run towards him to finish the race. Not once do we see a God shutting down, being doubtful of who he is, hurting you or pushing you away. Instead, in Hosea 11.8, we see a God who is full of compassion and determined not to give us up. What an incredible father. So for those who are consumed with that idealism of him pointing the finger and the or the idealism of that father who's constantly yelling, that's not his character. His character is, let's address it so that you can stay on your path, so that you can finish the race. Next week, we're going to take a deeper dive into fear and the difficulties that we encounter to stay in our lane in the race. I invited a friend to share about her challenging 2019. You were like, 2019? What about 2020? Yes, no matter what year we in, there's usually some challenges. Anyways, in her journey, She wrestled with the disappointments in life and fought to keep her eyes on him during the pain. It was not easy, but I sure do love great examples to inspire me to not to give it to fears, but to finish the race. You do not, I tell you, mm, 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 you do not want to miss this interview. Come back next Tuesday.